You are listening to Your Family Matters, all things marriage, divorce, and co-parenting with your host, Naomi Douglas, marriage coach and divorce coach. This podcast is on top tips for protecting your child during divorce. Okay, hello. I'm really glad you've come to listen to this. This is uh, my opportunity to walk you through the little top tips guide for protecting your child or your children during a divorce. And I really appreciate the opportunity to be able to go over this with you because, you know, these are really important points that I'm making and I'd love to be able to just talk them through with you. So, in tip number one, it says to speak positively about each other to the children. And this is a place where it's so easy to get um, caught in a bad um, spiral of negativity. Because if there's a lot of animosity or resentment, anger happening between you and your ex-spouse, which there often is during a divorce, you may just find yourself saying things to the children in that in that time where there's you know it's things are very heated, and this is definitely not the thing to do. So no matter how upset you are, no matter what's happening, the children should not hear negativity about either of their parents. You might be concerned that the other parent is saying things to the children about you and then you may get into that situation where you feel like you have to balance that out and start speaking to the children about the other parent. And that's just not the way to react to that situation, as difficult as it can be. Even if you know that the other person has said something about you to the children, it's not the thing to do. The children have a need and a right to love their parents. And they need to feel their own respect for their parents, no matter who their parents are, they need to have that pure bond with their parents. And it's so important, especially in the incredibly unstable period of time following a marriage breakdown, for the children to be protected from conflict and negativity, and especially to be protected from negative thoughts and feelings that you are having about their other parent. So keep in mind that it's not simply about being careful about what you say to the children directly, but also about what they're hearing you say to other people. Another tip is to not question your child about the other parent or rely upon them to relay messages. So you may be worried, for example, about what the other parent is doing, let's say, when the children are over at their place. But you mustn't 
use the children as a source of information because what you're doing to the children is you're setting them up to basically be an informant you know they're they're your little spy and that's really not healthy for your children because you're putting them in the middle right between you and um, their other parent. If there's information that you want or feel you need, you need to find an adult way to go about um, achieving that. And that's through direct communication or some other professional help or intervention or some other adult help or intervention. And, and to leave the children out of that, they should not have the burden of that um, being pitted in the middle, because no matter how you f um, phrase these questions to your children, they will ultimately have some sense that you know there's some right or wrong in this situation. You know, there's that they have to protect one or both parents, and that's just very, very unhealthy for the children. And it's the same thing with relaying messages. You may think it's just the easiest and most convenient thing to do is, especially when you are having difficulties communicating, to just let the children know, okay, mom or dad needs to know this. Can you let them know that when you see them? But you have to be so careful because there's a lot of, nuances in these kinds of messages and again it's the same thing where the children end up in the middle and that's not where they belong there are so many ways available to us these days to communicate and using the children to relay messages is not a good choice so find another way to do it okay so Putting your, do not put your child in the position of choosing sides. Now, as I said, your child has the right to love both of their parents. They should not even feel that there are sides to take, okay? And they should not feel that they're being disloyal to one parent by loving the other parent or by agreeing with the other parent or anything like that. They shouldn't feel that there's sides in this situation. And you, you know, you're going to have to really look at all the different ways that you're presenting things to the children and the different ways that you're communicating with the children to see how much of that you are actually creating in it could be very difficult for you to step out of that and to not feel that you need them to be on your side. And I want you to really look at that. I want you to look at the emotions around that and that need for validation and support from your children. Because this is, you know, you're getting yourself into very tricky territory when you're having those feelings. But, you know, those feelings are fairly common during a divorce. And what it signals is it signals that there's some emotional work that you're really needing to do to get yourself right. 
it's such a huge personal crisis when your marriage breaks down and especially because you have children involved uh there's just you know it's one of the most difficult experiences you could have in your life and you're going to have all kinds of emotions and you know feelings and um thoughts that are needing some good attention right you're going to need to take care of yourself and you're going to need to go through some really big uh, changes in yourself and a lot of self-discovery happens at this time and it's if you know if you find that it's all getting enmeshed with the children it's a signal that you know you probably need more support for yourself and you need to make it a really big priority that you're going to confront this whole personal crisis in your life as an opportunity for you to really pay attention to yourself and use this as an opportunity to learn and to grow and to heal because that's what you know personal crises are really all about they're very difficult but they're also um, a big opportunity to take a good look at what doesn't work and and find out how to turn that around because you have a whole future ahead of you and the changes that you make at this time really will lay the foundation for what's coming for you ahead of you in in your life so moving on to another aspect of this is around having reasonable expectations of the consistency that can be maintained between the two homes and this is an area where things really do tend to um, create snowball um, the friction and the tension and the frustrations is because look look at it this way when you have a marriage breakdown you're transitioning out of being like a unit to being two individuals and there's probably ways in which as a unit you lost some of your individuality and there's probably a strong desire and a need now to know what it is that you really want and need and the way that you want to live and the way that you want to parent. All of these things are going to be happening for you as you're individuating into this new phase of your life where you're no longer a couple and now you're an individual. And you probably find that, that what that leads to is that you're both individuating so you can find that you're becoming even more different and more separate in your approaches and this can be kind of a this can even be a traumatic experience for you as a parent because you know we all feel very invested in our children and very protective of our children and we want our children to be parented in such a way you know that we feel good about and so it can be a real challenge to discover that or be confronted with them getting something other than what you want them to be getting in in terms of their home lives or their parenting and so you may find that there's a lot of conflict there where you are wanting to make sure that what happens when they're with their other parent is consistent with what's happening when they're with you so what I want to explain is that 
there are basically degrees in which cooperation can happen as co-parents. And it depends a lot on the relationship that you have with your ex-partner and your personalities. So if there's a lot of conflict still between the two of you, there is going to tend to be less cooperation. That's just a cause and effect. So you're not going to be as likely to be able to have a very highly cooperative co-parenting relationship. Another thing that can cause there to be less likelihood of that real cooperative style of co-parenting is if the two of you are just very different from each other or becoming very different from each other. Uh, so you, you're not going to, it's going to be unreasonable to expect a kind of what we call a co-parent, a cooperative co-parenting relationship where there's a lot of agreements about the details of day-to-day life with your children and that you're basically mirroring each other in in two homes. That only happens with two parents who are very low in conflict and very aligned in the way that they're approaching things. Now, if you have a lot of conflict or if you have a lot of differentiation between the two of you in your parenting styles, the other way to go is in parallel co-parenting, which is that you parent in your way and they parent in their way and the children just experience two different styles in these two different homes. And that is actually a better choice than the third choice, which is conflictual parenting, where you're just fighting over a lot of things a lot of the time. Okay, so if cooperative co-parenting isn't realistic or isn't realistic right now, because maybe it's kind of like this is the worst of it. You may be um, working through, let's say, a property settlement it's, and it's creating a lot of tension between the two of you. So maybe in the future things will improve and settle down. So it could be that. It could be that you're just at a kind of conflictual stage of the process Or it could be that you two are just conflicting with each other and that's maybe it's a personality issue or maybe there's a history. Um, Or it could be that the two of you have really gone in different directions or always have been in really different directions. If any of that's true, then it's going to be actually damaging to be holding out for this highly cooperative parenting style because if it's not realistic all that's going to lead to is more conflict and it's better to just live and let live and work on a parallel style and maybe you can identify some really key things that you want to be aligned with with each other and maybe you need to do some mediation around those key things but you're going to have to let go of you know, maybe a lot of the smaller day-to-day things that go on in each other's houses. So the next tip is on when you're communicating with each other to stay focused on the children. And this is part of a much bigger picture because one of the biggest 
tr um, transitions that you can ever make with another person is the transition from being a married couple to being co-parents, okay? Because the marriage itself has come to an end. So this, you know, the most important or the most primary relationship in your life has just ended. And now there's this other kind of a relationship that you are embarking on, which is co-parenting. And that's an entirely different thing. So in a co-parenting relationship, it really is in a sense, like a business relationship, you know, it's about the business of parenting. And there may be a lot of other stuff going on, whether it's emotional stuff or conflicts over other things, maybe not related to the children. But if you, if you bleed all of that into the communications that you're needing to make, let's say about pick up and drop off and, you know, school supplies and things like this, it's just going to be an absolute mess. So you need to get very disciplined around communication with, you know, about your children and about parenting issues so that it's not messy. It's not volatile. And, you know, it's like the, the business of parenting gets done and it gets done well. So all of this is really a, about an enormous transition and an enormous transformation that's going on in your life. And I strongly urge you to get the right kind of help for making these changes in your life and going through this time period of your life. It's such an incredibly difficult time of life. And it's also, it's so important in, in your life and it's so important in your children's lives. And remember, they need to go about the business of growing up. They're, they're developing. They're developing their, their brains and their bodies and their personalities. And so many things are getting laid down for them. Uh, for their futures and, in, you know, laying down the foundations for the adults that they're going to turn into. And this is, you know, one big uh, difficult change in their lives, that's for sure. So it's really justified and very, very smart to get a lot of help during this time so that you don't just let the emotions run wild and you don't make, you know, a lot of mistakes that are going to create, you know, wounds, you know, that live for a very long time. There can be, there can be a very positive way of going about making this big change in your life and in the lives of your children. And you can do this together in a way that is healthy. You can do this in a way that's going to enrich your relationship with your children. You can actually turn this into a positive time of life, even though it is a very difficult time of life. So if you can get the help to do that, it's going to pay off so much for you and your children.
So if you have any specific questions or concerns, you you don't know how to apply these things in your situation because your situation's very complicated or very difficult, please get in touch with me. I really want to know what your concerns are. I want to point you in the right direction, and I'd love to hear from you. Take care. Be well. If you want more information, come and visit me at naomidouglas.com.au or write naomi at naomidouglas.com.au.